All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my kinky torn torn. Shields of Kitten. This landing is going to get pretty interesting. Define interesting. Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die. Perhaps today is a good day to die. Someone ever tries to kill you, you try to kill him right back. Control, control, you must run control. We are controlling transmission. Captain, incoming message. Also, I can kill you with my brain. Make it so. The kinky torn torn. This way smell that I want it. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. This is Buchacha. And this is Jeff. If somebody tries to kill you, you kill him right back. And that's what I'm saying. All right, Jeff. It's kinking tauntaun time. Um, so, Jeffrey, what what do we have on the schedule today? Well, first up, as usual, wait, what? There's good news? <laughs> um, is there? Well, it's dark good news, I Okay, guess. okay, all right. <laughs> uh, good news, Obama has a chance to appoint a third Supreme Court justice before he steps down because Antonin Scalia is dead. Dun, dun, okay, the first thing I, I was going to actually say about this was um, when the news broke about this, did it not come across as like really bizarre how they were reporting it? I didn't I, I didn't hear about it until, until a few days after I heard from my dad. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's just say it like this. Like the it happened like Saturday night or something, and I remember reading about it the next day, or even maybe that that night. Come to think about it, but it's, it was uh, sort of cryptic. Like Antonin Scalia found dead in Texas ranch. Like it almost made it sound <laughs> like there was foul play involved. I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> Dick Cheney done shot that son of a bitch. <laughs> I was thinking more like the horse spurned his advancements. Uh, or or that right, <laughs> but you know, like you read about it, and then, like the rancher who owned it, the I guess it was like a resort ranch, is like he died peacefully in his sleep, and he yep, cuddled up, cuddled up next to his wubby, whatever. <laughs> they were hunting quail, so wasn't that the same thing? You know, Dick was hunting. When yeah, he shot that yeah, that's face? that's. I, I don't know, but I'm still thinking that maybe Dick Cheney better have an alibi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need an alibi. He's just fucking <laughs> Dick Cheney. He's Dick Cheney. He's got uh, uh what the hell was it? Uh Blackwater and all that shit. Blackwater and he's a cyborg. And and he's a cyborg. Anyway, <laughs> uh so what what do we got to say about this business, Jeffrey? Well, I mean, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> so I'm well, not too broken up about I, it. I know. We're we're uh we 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 sort of have to toe the line because we are liberally minded, and we are not going to rejoice in anyone's demise. Uh, however, 
Justice Scalia did live a long and I I, I don't want to say productive life, maybe, maybe counterproductive life, uh, according yeah. to our analysis. <laughs> uh, and so I, I will not take any great joy in his death. However, I'm I will take not. intense joy at having him replaced. Yes, I'm yeah, happy he's gone from the court. Um however that happened. <laughs> uh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Well, all, all right, so uh are we going to have a full-on conversation about this? Well, we could run down some of his greatest shits. Okay, okay. Uh he wanted to overturn Roe versus Wade. He voted against uh protection protecting equal pay. He want he wants states to be able to outlaw gay sex. I remember reading about that. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes he said things outside the court that also raised issues. Uh, he argued abortion rights, same-sex marriage, and policies that address systematic racial segregation all should be left to the voters, while assisting corporations have uh, constitutional religious rights to deny employees equal benefits corpor- on the basis corpor- of gender. Corporations are people too. Yes, he Damn also it. was a big believer in. Uh, he was also a big believer in that shit. Yeah. Um, in two thousand, in a two thousand one, uh, no, two thousand eleven interview, uh, Scalia said he believed that women are not protected by the Constitution. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! He actually said that. Yes, yes. It's like it, it doesn't say anything about you know protecting them. You just you know can't uh, you just can't oppress you know like you can't just kill them or anything. But they don't have any protection. Wow, you know, for their rights. Wow, that's what <laughs> well, I gotta re- say is is wow. Well, he's an original constitutionalist, and it's true. Women had no rights back yeah, in the Constitution. Yeah, and, and black founded. people only count as what, like five eighths two of thirds? a person? Oh, was it five eighths or two thirds? Something. No, yeah, I don't remember. Three fifths. Um, and according to, in addition to wanting to overturn Roe versus Wade, Scalia voted to uphold le- legislation that banned abortion in the second trimester without a health exemption. So uh. that. That that baby, you know, fetus in your in your body is is more important than you, bitch. If you got to die, that's the way it's got to be. <laughs> that's what that means. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh... my, my opinion is, uh, I know my wife. I've known her for a long time. I'm sure the kid is great and all, but I haven't met him yet. So, the, bye. Right. <laughs> um, I, you know, the scary thing is, I remember reading uh, uh, maybe back in our. Uh, it wasn't reading. It was actually said. Uh, back in our high school government days, our teacher for government having said something about, uh, in, in, in various capacities, if something were to happen, uh, for the line of succession, I remember it, like somehow it, it delineated until you got to like Supreme Court justices and how Scalia was somehow, I guess like the over the Midwest. So I imagine this like post-apocalyptic world in which fucking Antonin Scalia was in charge of Michigan and it gave me nightmares <laughs> oh, for weeks. No. Oh no. <laughs> and I wasn't even, I, I was actually pretty much right down the road, middle of the road, belief wise back then. Uh, and it still gave me nightmares. <laughs> and I, I didn't really uh, know all that much about him other than he was a little too full of piss and vinegar uh i will say this for the guy um he may not have been the greatest justice in the history of the supreme court but the motherfucker could come up with some great insults <laughs> i remember seeing something about that one no time. we did we did it on on culture dig with with jimmers oh, oh we, that's right that's we, that's we did right. the uh the Scalia insult, generator. insult generator right right <laughs> Th- those were good times 
Um, some of his other sayings is uh, he he compared uh, gay sex to recreational use of heroin, you know, and bestiality. I mean, exactly the same, right? They're not they're not protected, so why should gay sex be protected? Because uh, uh, you know, it's all the same. Um, this guy, that, uh, um, that guy. <laughs> do you, he do said, you think? Uh, do you think that maybe he was a repressed homosexual? A lot of people who are hating the gays seem to be. I, you know, I did kind of a piece on I, that. It, it does seem a little excessive, his attitude towards homosexuals. Here's, here's something. Uh, Scalia's view on race also drew wide criticism. During oral arguments for an affirmative action case, Fisher v. University of Texas last year, he made offensive comments concerning people of color, saying, There are those who contend that it does not benefit African-Americans to get them into the University of Texas where they will do where they they do not do well, as opposed to having them go to less advanced schools, a slower track school where they do well. So he wants them to go, you know, University of Texas too fast paced them. He thinks black people should go to a dumber, slower school. Wow. (laughs) Well, by that re oh, God damn it. These people. Um. (laughs) No, uh, in, in the future, it's. It, I think we're becoming that movie, Idiocracy. We're all going to be <laughs> fucking irrigating crops with Gatorade soon enough. <laughs> oh, yes, that was hilarious. It, it, it's the it's hydrates you better. Yeah, <laughs> hydrates like you better. <laughs> I uh, love at least. I like the whole movie, but the first like ten fifteen minutes are just precious. It's it's also you know it's scarily relevant and and poignant as well, um, almost to the point of being prophetic. So I I hope to God it ever comes to that. <laughs> we're 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 royally fucked if we can't. If, I mean if 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 somehow by some grand misfortune, uh, some cataclysm of stupidity overtakes us all, and Donald Trump is elected president, I I, I just. I see us going down that road, man. Well, I think by the end of, you know, of Donald Trump's, uh, you know, second candidacy, they'll have made the law so he can go a third time. And at that point, Fuddruckers will be called buttfuckers. <laughs> Speaking of Fuddruckers, I was in Orlando a week before last for the first, you know, I found a Fuddruckers for the first time. It probably over a decade, and uh, that—that's actually what I thought of is—is buttfuckers from idiocracy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, um, uh, idiocracy. We're talking about Scalia and appointing uh, a new Supreme Court justice. So that's the nuts and bolts of that guy. What, what do you think about this obstructionism that Obama is facing once again? Uh, and I—I I, I love. The quote by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who says that Obama should not appoint the next uh, Supreme Court justice because because the people of America should have a vote and a say in the matter. Yeah, and I like Obama's response. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, and Obama responded something like, uh, "They elected me twice." That's yeah, the, that's Wait, the will of the people, motherfucker. I know. It's like, um, <laughs> does oh, uh, we still have people that think he's Muslim too, and apparently he. I mean, maybe in his last year in office, he's going to turn us all Muslim. I don't know. Well, 
and you know they're always oh it's a, you know it's unconstitutional for a lame duck president to to appoint uh, a, a Supreme Court justice and what was that oh Reagan did it shh don't tell anybody um <laughs> yeah there there's been all sorts of people who have done it but yeah Reagan I guess was the most recent and if you think about like oh that was thirty years ago or whatever the fuck they say it's like uh, these vacancies don't actually come up that often. So 30, no. 30 years ain't much. No. I I question the whole court for life, you know, being a justice for life thing. Uh, I actually seems... do like I, I, I do like that uh, because I think that they need to be con- completely insulated. I, I realize it is impossible to divorce the politics from uh, the judge uh, and having to acknowledge that. I, I like the idea of basically being Not able to, to mention- insulate. insulate oneself as much as you can for as but long their as family you can. members but their family members they all get jobs for you know big corporations so it's not very insular uh <laughs> maybe some of them anyway all right uh what do we got next on on we have more are we, we have well, more to talk about one thing that scalia said that really pissed me off was about executing possibly innocent people in uh 2009 scalia wrote mere factual insult <clears throat> sorry Mere factual innocence is no reason not to carry out a death sentence uh, properly reached. This court has never held that the Constitution forbids the execution of a convicted defendant who has had a full and fair trial but is later able to convince a habeas court that he is actually innocent. He went on to say that allowing last-minute evidence of innocence would impose an unmanageable unmanageable burden on lower Mm. courts to review said newly discovered evidence. Um... Wasn't it a, there's a quote by Benjamin Franklin, and I realize Benjamin Franklin was not the framer of the Constitution, James Madison. However, um, he is one of the founding fathers. The quote was something like, he'd rather a hundred guilty men go free than one innocent man be put to death. Yes, that's a good quote. So, that's Benjamin Franklin douchebag what what aren't you understanding here well think about how horrible that opinion is so you've got some new dna evidence that could prove your innocence so so what it, you know it's like he's saying too late kid you lost yeah, yeah too late don't be such a sore loser doesn't matter uh, you're, you're like we're gonna kill you anyway yeah it's, it's, it's utterly uh, ridiculous it's not you know it's, it's not like somebody like you is important enough to burden a lower coat court over i mean last time i checked you weren't rich or well connected besides if you're innocent and you get executed you go to, you just go to see jesus <laughs> because he uh, was religious he, hey, was, he was catholic which even the pope <clears throat> came out and you know re, like what just this past weekend is like hey get rid of the death penalty it's stupid yeah yeah, he's been saying that for a while. But have you know, ever noticed that the politicians who say shit like, uh, I never lost any sleep worrying that I may have executed an innocent man, always seem to be deeply Christian conservative? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they're pro-life! Yeah, <clears throat> yeah they're pro-life as long as you're not born yet. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, you know, like George Carlin said, if you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's uh, it. Well, well, the whole death penalty thing, you know, being a non-theist myself, I prefer the saying from un- Unforgiven, you know, it's a hell of a thing killing a man. Take away all he's got and all he's ever going to have. Wow, Clint, that was pretty good. 
<laughs> I, f- I felt I felt that you conjured the spirit of Clint Eastwood right then. <laughs> Except he's not dead yet. I was gonna say, is he dead? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like he's probably like he, he's got to be pushing ninety right now. Uh, may- maybe he's probably still talking to a chair. <laughs> Whatever. All right. I think that's I think that's it on Antonin Scalia. Uh, are we moving on? Yep. Uh, so now it's time for the real kinky meat and taters. Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. We said we we're going to talk about it. Now we're going to talk about it, GF. Now, it's it's been a couple weeks, I think, since it's come out now, right? Yep. Um, so you saw it, I think, the day after it came out? Something like that. Uh, so you must have been pretty damn stoked to go see that movie. It, I was pretty excited, and it, it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> let, well, let me ask just, you this, okay, as far as expectations go. Why did you want to see it so badly? Like, what, what was spurring you to go shell over your uh, 15 quid and put up with idiotic people on that day? Because Deadpool is rated R Marvel. That 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 was it. <laughs> that, that was a big um, part of it. And it's like, boy, they're oh, gonna be able to do okay. lots of shit. They haven't done they haven't done it in a Marvel movie before. And boy, did they. Um okay, <laughs> oh okay. God. So <clears throat> but it wasn't any particular affinity for this character. No, I, I like Deadpool. I, I don't know a whole lot about him, yeah, I, okay. as much as you do, but I always thought he was pretty cool. And uh it's you know, I knew about the wisecracking, and that sounded fun, and the okay. you know the two two katanas, and it just all all sounded lots of fun. And um, uh, as as the the opening uh, scene, I was, with, I was actually I was wondering about that because I'm like, oh shit, he went to see it tonight. He must be really a big fan. And now you're telling me like, ah, I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> I just I had the I had a hunch that this was okay. gonna, that it was okay. going to be awesome. Just from ads, and 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 as soon as they had that opening scene where it's all frozen and they're they're doing all the making fun of themselves uh, with the credits, with the like, doing, yeah, I, I had read reviews before it was released that Friday, and it was like, oh, this is the greatest opening credit sequence of all time. I'm like, well, was it direct? No, direct? no. And then I watched <laughs> it. it I'm di- like, oh my god, they're right. This is awesome. It's like directed by some asshat, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real hero, the writers, the real hero of this story. I mean, it was just. And, I, I wonder going back and seeing how all that happened. That freeze frame. Yeah, that was all just beautiful. Uh, yeah, cinematography effects. Uh, and you know, I wondered if by laughing at those opening credits, I was like, surely they can't sustain the laughs throughout this entire movie, right? Oh, oh yeah, they can. Yeah, they, they, they did. They, they that I guess that was the major accomplishment. Um, So let's go ahead and segue that into our sort of spoilery reviewy talk about Deadpool. Um, So let me read the, the wiki, the uh, not wiki, uh, the IMDB, uh, you know, back of the back of the DVD cover thing. This is the origin story of former Special Forces operative turned mercenary Wade Wilson, who after being subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers, adopts the alter ego Deadpool. Armed with his new abilities and a dark, twisted sense of humor, Deadpool hunts down the man who nearly destroyed his life. Okay, so, so I, 
I want to talk about the comic aspect, comic book aspect of the character here in a minute. But um, I will say this. We did see, for those of you who may be experiencing deja vu, we saw a version of Deadpool, which with, you know, some brilliant placing, I guess. Uh, we saw him in the X-Men or- Origins Wolverine movie, uh, and he did not at all seem like a Deadpool character at all, except well, in the name only. It- in the beginning of the movie, he did. Yeah, yeah, but when the actual like character of Deadpool, yeah, came out, it was just like, who the fuck is this guy? What? What? What is? This doesn't make any sense. Oh, what? But, and they, they, I loved how they poked fun of that at some point. You know, actually, various points <laughs> in the movie. Uh, yes. And they also, of course, poked fun. There, there was much. They poked fun at everything. Yeah, it was so. I guess one of my favorite styles of humor is irreverence and Deadpool was as irreverent as they come. Oh, yeah. He broke the fourth wall in a fourth wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it, it was all... <laughs> it was, for what it is, it's very puerile. It's um, a lot of masturbating jokes and poop jokes and <laughs> butt jokes and things like that, oh, but God, God damn it, he's masturbating it with the unicorn up against his head. Um. Yeah, yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> like the first time, it was almost like one of those Fight Club Tyler Durden moments. I'm like, did I, did, did I just see him masturbating with a unicorn? And then, of course, <laughs> when he's talking to the blind old lady, grabbing his unicorn and his bottle of lotion and some tissues, I'm like, oh, he's going to go <laughs> masturbate right now. Uh, I can just say that's one of the <laughs> I, uh, I know it's 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 kind of a base movie, but it is. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Really? You give it that yeah. high a praise? Yes. I loved it. I loved it. So does that mean you're going to go see it again? Um, shit, I don't know. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Did you? Does that mean you liked it more than episode seven? In a different way. They're con- <sighs> I, they, it's, it's like they don't slot into the same car- category. Okay, okay. Um, because you you gave that so you said that was one of the best movies you had seen in a long while. Uh, I'm with you, dude. I I enjoyed it. It was. I mean, you always have different expectations for I guess comedies anyway. Uh, and I mean, story wise, it's completely simple. It, it is the very definition of a. Uh, paint-by-numbers action movie, okay? But that's not what makes the movie. It, the, it's all the, the little details. It, the movie, yeah, the, the devil is in the details, and, man, <sighs> when he made the fisting joke, I just, like, lost it. Like, I almost <laughs> pissed myself because I was laughing so hard. I'm like, how do you incorporate a fisting joke in a, a Marvel action movie, but by God, they, they fucking did it. <laughs> And also speaking of Firefly, how long have you wanted to see Marina Baccarin naked? I mean, um, I don't know what twelve years now. I guess so. But that, wow, she still and and holds up. That that body is post baby, man. It's like, have you aged since Firefly? No, Jeez. no. And she's had like <laughs> at least a kid since then. She's and, looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have this thing with uh, our our boy Mohammed, where we like we trade which which girls that we claim. And um, <laughs> I, as soon as I saw Deadpool, I'm like, Marina Becker, it's mine. Sorry, dude. 
<laughs> that fucker tried to trade me. Like he was trying. It's like you know, baseball cards and whatnot. He's like, okay, I'll give you uh, one Mariah Carey. I'm like, nobody wants Mariah Carey. Come on. <laughs> Back in the day. No, not comparatively. Hell no. Oh no anyway. no no. Sorry, it's something <laughs> something stupid and adolescent that we do, but we we entertain ourselves. Um, yes, anyway, that's the important thing. Uh, as far as how it fits in with the, uh, well, it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's the X-Men Cinematic Universe. I thought this was actually the first, the first movie that takes place within the X-Men Universe that actually seemed like an X-Men movie. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, that does not mean I didn't, I don't like, uh, you know, the rich, uh, was it X2 and, uh. Days of like Past, and First Class. Like I like those movies, but they never really felt like because you you know me, my my love of X Men is profound. It goes back decades, and even like I liked the first movie when it came back came out all those years ago, but it it, it didn't seem like X Men to me. And then this movie where they have this like you know Deadpool knocking on the door it's like hey it's Colossus and he actually <laughs> sounded fucking Russian which is what yes. the character is supposed to be and, and he neg- was fucking gigantic like and he was gigantic was and of course he never morphed into his human self whatever i don't even care about that and then you have like the <laughs> negasonic teenage warhead character uh who i mean that's a more recent invention and she i li- she lived up to her name that's for sure yeah yeah and apparently her her powers are a lot different in the comic book don't even care like i, <laughs> I don't really have much attachment for that character but this having pulled off colossus like in the x-men comic books colossus is this gentle giant with a heart of gold and deadpool yeah, yeah. he was a gentle giant with a heart of gold even when yep. uh gina serrano's boob comes flying out he's like oh oh sorry sorry <laughs> Uh, your your boob, yes. it, it, it's come out of your, your and of course he he paid the price, but uh, I mean that that was it, and there is not a single other X Men movie where I thought they nailed a, an X Men character so well. I mean, shit, one of my favorite X Men characters was, has has always been uh, Havoc, and I was glad to see him in X Men First Class, but I was like, that's not Havoc, that's no, not anything not like really. Havoc. I mean. That, that that's whatever um, um i mean cyclops I, is always gonna be an asshole but that's not hard to, hard to get <laughs> I, I thought i thought um they pulled off wolverine pretty well i like hugh jackman's wolverine but he's not wolverine it's close though no i see i disagree like i like it it's a variation on it but man he 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 don't he, he does not he doesn't carry the like Wolverine. I think the Wolverine, of course, I'm thinking about like my, my love of Wolverine goes back to the John Byrne, Chris Claremont days, uh, back. I think one of the first issues that I had ever read for X-Men was actually classic X-Men, uh, where they were reprinting the John Byrne, Chris Claremont issues. And so that's where I, where I actually jumped onto it. And, um, the, what the first X-Men issue I ever read was, uh, classic act. Or, well, I'm going to give you the actual Uncanny X-Men number 127, which is uh, the the mutant Proteus who could would take over people's bodies and uh, basically burn out their body, and uh, they would be burned out like a husk. They would die, and then Proteus would jump to another body, and 
the first X-Men story I ever read was where Wolverine was freaking out. It's the only time that he'd ever freaked out and everybody else was freaking out because Wolverine was freaking out and Wolverine never freaks out. So I'm like, oh, Wolverine must be a pussy. <laughs> um <laughs> But and then of course Colossus is the guy who ends up the hero of that story. So like my my love of Colossus of course goes back to that very first issue of X Men I ever read, and um, you know I kept up with the cla- those classic X Men issues, and you find out what a baller Wolverine is. Like when he's going into the Hellfire Club, uh, he you know he's basically just like kicking ass, t- taking names, and that's I mean that was the issue that established the character of Wolverine, where he's he you know what was. He's the best there is at what he does, and that was the issue. Like, oh my god, Wolverine, fucking awesome! And I, th- I think he, ca- I think he captures Hugh Jackman catch- captures the cantankerism well, he, but not quite he, enough swagger. He, and he doesn't have the little man's disease that Wolverine does. Like, yeah, you, you always feel like five three, right? Yeah, you always get the <laughs> idea that Wolverine has you know the little Napoleon complex and wants to kick ass just to show people he can. And with well, Hugh yeah. Jackman. He he never like he was trying to portray the loose cannon that is Wolverine, but for not any particular reason. When you look at the comic book Wolverine, you're like, oh, he's a little cute guy. Oh shit, he's gonna stab me with his, <laughs> with his adamantium claws. <laughs> All right, sorry, that's that's Wolverine rap. Um, the the recent news have you have you heard the uh, the final Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie is supposed to be the Old Man Logan story, which I'm not sure you're familiar with. Um. Is that with in the future? With no, I don't know. It is. No, it is. It's like an alternate future uh, where the X Men are dead, and he's an enemy of the Hulk, and uh, he ends up like t- like trying to kill the Hulk, but he's also taking care of the Hulk's baby, little Hulk baby. So it's pretty bizarre. It's got Hawkeye in it. Wonder how <laughs> they wonder how they're gonna pull that off in the uh, Old Man Lo- Logan movie because Hawkeye, of course, is in the Disney stable at this point. Well, it'd be probably just be somebody else i you know, i wish we're fucking havoc because one of the, one of my other favorite stories was a story as a series a mini series uh, called havoc and wolverine meltdown i thought that was a bitching ass story back then too anyway i digress okay um <laughs> so talking about the deadpool character uh here's the thing i'm i'm harkening back to when i was a fan of the new mutants already for several many many issues by the time that deadpool debuted uh you might even remember this dude i, I when cable came out and new mutants 87 yeah you i was all cable. about that shit yes. i mean new mutants 87 was like my prize possession for a number of years well <laughs> second I, I had giant size x-men number one and i i Love that as well. But, uh, you know, when New Mutants 98 came out and Deadpool debuted, I'm like, ah, he's just like every other character that's coming out these days. So even though I was probably like, what, 12 or whatever when that that thing came out, um, I wasn't all that jazzed about it. And his second appearance is X-Force because New Mutants stopped and it sort of rebooted itself as X-Force. And Deadpool was in issue number two, which is considered his second appearance ever. And between those two issues, like I, I didn't, there was nothing that set Deadpool apart. And of course it wasn't long after that, that I sort of outgrew the comic book thing anyway, and just sort of left everything behind and, you know, come to find out, uh, I, th- I think I must've been 
oh, geez, sophomore in college when I started realizing that Deadpool was starting to have this, or even had by that point, that cult following. And you he, he always heard the, oh, the Merc with the Mouth. And if you look at those early issues, <laughs> Deadpool's not fun. Like, he's kind of funny, but he's more just a jackass. I mean, that that's really what I remember from those early X-Force issues. Like, oh, Deadpool, he's fucking annoying. And Cable just beat <laughs> his ass down every time. Um, and, you know, for the longest time, Cable's first appearance was worth far more than what Deadpool's first appearance was. And now it's just like exponentially the opposite. Uh, I was looking on, you know, New Mutants 98 the other day, and it's, you know, 500 bucks easy, whereas first appearance wow. of Cable's going for about, like, I think one 100 bucks or 110 or whatever the hell it was. So, uh, yeah, Deadpool's gotten the last laugh there. But also Deadpool was sort of portrayed as, you know, he's not... He he was a villain. I mean that that's really what it was. And o- over the course of when he first debuted, and to I guess when I was starting to, you know, at least show a little bit more interest in comic books when I was in college, uh, he he had transitioned from the, like this villain to an antihero. Yeah, and, I was gonna say. Uh, and you that, love you some antihero. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I still never really got into Deadpool because you know I've never really been I've never done the, what the what the in crowd does, and so I, I never. <laughs> I never picked up a Deadpool issue even back then. Um, and I, I just, I guess sort of kept track of who the character was. Uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, it wasn't, it wasn't until about, about that time. I, I learned Deadpool's real origins, uh, because DC comics has a character named death stroke stroke, uh, whose real name is, Slade Wilson, Wilson. Yeah. Uh, who has a rapid healing factor and is a master of all sorts of combat styles and is also a mercenary. Uh, but that's, uh, it's funny because I, I think that debuted about four years before Deadpool was. And Deadpool was a very blatant, obvious ripoff from DC. It was more of like, hey, fuck you guys. We're going to make the same character, but make them way cooler. And here we are in 2016, 25 years after the debut of Deadpool, and who the fuck's Deathstroke? I mean, no, nobody knows. Nobody who knows who that guy is. The Whoa. original. He's an arrow. <laughs> he is. He's uh, an arrow. Just, just having you say that just proves my point, man. He's played nobody by gives the dude. a shit about that guy. He's played by the dude who was uh who was in um, um Spartacus the 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 Gaul the undefeated Gaul. Oh, I, I actually haven't watched Crixus. more than like a, a, an episode of, or two of that show. But anyway, uh, so here we are, twenty five years later, and Deadpool he, he's he's outgrown cult status, and now I would have to say that Deadpool is a full blown as of two weeks ago cultural phenomenon. I mean, I hope so. I dude, want to see dude, more. he, I mean, honestly, he's as big as Spider-Man or Superman or Batman right now. Have you, have you looked at the box office, you know, returns? Yeah. Highest grossing, uh, R rated movie, or it's about to be, it's about ready to take over passion of the Christ, <laughs> which, it, which is Sorry. currently the, uh, I, I know what, what a dichotomy, dichotomy <laughs> presented by those two movies. The former number one movie is a movie about Jesus. They both involve a lot of torture and blood. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and blasphemy, right? Uh, anyway, um, 
Uh, yeah, so the, there, there is, there, there is all that. There is all <laughs> that. Um, anyway, um, so shall we transition into the uh, Deadpool two movie that we well, are promised? I have a, I have a question for yeah. you. Yeah. So this is the second origin story we've seen for Deadpool. Uh, what's the real one? Um, I think that. Oh, that's that's right. Uh, Deadpool is part of the Canadian. It's basically he's not Weapon X, but he's Weapon Y. And I, I guess essentially, like this, the character Ajax is a scientist and not like the badass from Game of Thrones or whatever. Um, you, you, did you realize that was Dario, the original Dario? Wait, which one's Dario? Uh, trouble. The cell sword that bangs Daenerys. Oh. And, like, offers her the heads. He's got, like, the blonde hair. And then in the next season, you're like, wait. wait you're like, oh, that... that's the same. Yeah, that's wait, a different he guy. Looks different. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's the original Dario <laughs> Naharis. And, um, yeah, he, he in the comics, apparently, like I said, I still don't read Deadpool comic books. Uh, he, he's not my thing. He'll probably continue to not be my thing. Um, but I do know that in the comic books, his origin is, of course, a little different, and he's part of like the Canadian government weapon. Why, you know, cause, like Wolverine was Weapon X, yeah. Um, and then the other thing I, I guess I was going to mention was what we don't have in the movie is the fact that Deadpool is batshit crazy. He's schizophrenic. Oh, and so like uh, there, there's a, a Marvel character named Taskmaster who's like a, you know one of the ultimate badasses of the Marvel universe. Uh, he is able, I guess, his power is to learn from every person he fights and be able to return and fight and defeat them. Uh, but when he fights Deadpool, because Deadpool basically can never stay the same, he's always like flipping out and doing weird shit and carrying on different fighting styles. Uh, Taskmaster doesn't know what the fuck to do with that guy because <laughs> he's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, so like the, you definitely didn't get that in the movie that Deadpool seems absolutely out of his mind, but not necessarily crazy. Yeah. He seems troubled. Definitely. I yeah. Say. Yeah. Uh, but he seemed tr- troubled before the whole Deadpool. Right. Thing, I mean, he, he yeah, was, we knew he this. He was a little bent. Yeah. We, we, we knew <laughs> that, this. That, that elongated, you know, sex scene <laughs> alludes a little bit to that, but it's awesome. Yeah. 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 That, oh, <laughs> Some brilliant, brilliant uh, jokes in there all around. In that scene, yeah. So, so, so adolescent, <laughs> but so funny. Anyway, um, okay. Uh, so let, let's go ahead and talk about that last little teaser scene. How brilliant was it to mimic the Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day Off ending? That was awesome. I yeah, loved it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was. It was truly awesome. Uh, You're I still here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ferris Bueller. I have such fond memories of Ferris Bueller. In fact, I think I used to skip school just to watch Ferris Bueller, which was about <laughs> skipping school. <laughs> What's that? Would that be meta? Yeah, That's that would meta. be meta. It would definitely be a, a, a meta moment that I would do. And it's. A, and I remember even trying to like make the thermometer go up by putting it under a lamp and shit. <laughs> Just like, just like, just like Ferris would do. Say Ferris. Um, any, anyway, so he comes out there. Uh, oh, 
that was the other joke I liked. It's how how why weren't there more X Men in the movie? Uh, he's like, oh, it's almost like this is all the the studio could afford. You know, <laughs> oh, that was great. Anyway, so hopefully we get more X Men. But of course, he does name drop Cable in that Ferris Bueller yeah. scene, and so whatever we're getting, we're gonna be getting a. Uh, figure of Cable. So for those of you who aren't in the know, uh, Cable's origin is slowly revealed over the course of the comics. And he's one of the characters uh, I've kept up with over the years. And he even co-starred and shared a title comic book with Deadpool for a, a few years as well. Cable and Deadpool um, comic book. And of course they were in and out of each other's series and, uh, Cable eventually left X-Force and sort of doing his own thing. But as far as what the character, who the character is, Cable is the son. And this is going to be difficult for some of you to follow if you don't know. But he is the son of Cyclops, which you say, yay, I know that guy. Oh. And then you say he's the son of the Phoenix or Jean Grey clone. And then you're like, what the fuck? Um, what happened is... Uh, young Nathan Summers, as he was born, uh, was taken into the future because he was infected with something called the Techno Virus, which was basically turning his entire body into a robot. So, if you can think of uh, Superman three with Richard Pryor, when that lady, the really mean lady, turns yeah. into a robot, that's kind of what was going on. Uh, so, Techno Virus, yeah. <laughs> He's like slowly dancing himself to death. You know, uh, that would actually be somewhat amusing to watch. But no, he goes <laughs> into the future uh, by a, the character's name is Ascani. I think it ends up being revealed as his sort of sister from the future. And uh, is he, he's not completely cured, but he his the advancement of the Technovirus is halted. And so if you know the comic book version, he has various cybernetic implants. Uh, he has basically an entire arm. I think his right arm is uh, cybernetic, and he has uh, cybernetic parts of his face that have been replaced. So he, he's full-on cyborg. But being the son of Cyclops and the clone of Jean Grey. He also has a mutant power that is he, he keeps hidden, and he's a, a telekinetic. And I think he also has a few other things going on as well. But he's most known for being an ultimate hard-ass, badass. Uh, he, he's like the ultimate special ops guy. Yeah, competent and, soldier, yes. Right, right. And, like, I, I dig that. Uh, he, he sort of reminds me of the mythological character of Odysseus, in, in that he's he's old and grizzled and wise, but also like he he'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, it doesn't meantime. give up. Yeah, right, yep. and he doesn't give up. So like, it reminds me of the presentation of, of Odysseus and the Iliad and the Little Iliad, and of course the Odyssey. And it almost makes me wonder if that was intentional. Uh, although I'm not quite so sure he was, because I'll tell you what: as much as I love that character. Rob Liefeld, the guy who actually created both Deadpool and Cable, along with uh, Fabian uh, Nicieza, was the writer on that book back then. Uh, actually, I think Anosenti, Anosenti, or Nocenti, uh, created co-created Cable with Rob Liefeld, and Deadpool was co-created by Fabian Nicieza and Rob Liefeld, who was the artist of the books back then. And uh, Rob, Rob Liefeld's a dingus man; like he he's the ultimate comic book. Dingus, I, I don't know how to describe the guy other than that. And I used to be really jazzed about his art way back when. But if I look at it now, I'm like, man, his art's fucking terrible. Whatever. <laughs> um, 
I, I forgot where I was going with this other than <laughs> I was talking about cable. So who do you think uh do you think they're gonna have the same guy that played him in uh the X Men um Days of Future Past? Cable was in that? Thought he was. I don't remember who seeing was, him. Who was the guy with the dreads and the gun? Bishop? Oh, Bishop. Shit, sorry. Man, you're not even on the same race. I Let get Bishop this. and Cable confused. You're like X-Men time traveler guy have gone. No, Jeffrey. C- cable. <laughs> he's. I just said he's the son of Cyclops. And the I know, but I get, I, I get him confused. I'm a bad nerd. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where, how How would the clone... The, Clone of Jean Grey and Cyclops have a black child. Well, is is he black in the comic? Oh, my is, God. is Bishop black in the comic? Y- yes, Jeff. Yes. Oh, so that was like after I kind of stopped reading. Oh, all, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I got you. It, 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 it did not make for very compelling reading back then, if I recall. And it's about right about the time Bishop came out. I'm like, fuck this. This is stupid. Uh, I stopped reading comic books altogether. Yeah, I started um, reading uh, Casca after that. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I still have a lot of love, and you know what? I've, I've like I said, I've re- I've rekindled my comic book passion, and I do read quite a bit of these things these days. And there's some good stories out there with uh, Cable and stuff. So, uh, who do, who do you think are your choices to play Cable in Deadpool two? Oh, jeez. Um... I'm gonna have to leave this one up to you. I have no clue. You have no clue. I put I put no thought into that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was up late writing the show. I had to. Oh, go to sleep. oh, all right, all right. Um, well, how about this? <laughs> I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a website, and I'm gonna read off some names for you, and you can tell me how you feel about that. Okay. All right. Um, the first name I'm looking at is Michael Rooker. And who is he? Uh, that's Merle from Walking Dead. And Yondu Merle. from Guardians of the Galaxy. Is he big enough to play I, Cable? I don't think Michael Rooker is anything enough, quite honestly. <laughs> I, 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 I think I remember him being imposing, an imposing figure. You know, Cable. Yeah, but imposing in a way like you just don't want to be around some dickhead. <laughs> like, oh, that guy's no, he, a dick. He seemed like he beat the shit out of you. He seemed big. Mer- oh no, no, no! He he does not exude cable at all to me. Uh, yeah. Another another name I see and like I I actually almost want to see this, but I don't. And that's Mel Gibson. Oh God! <laughs> uh, I I like I still like a lot of his movies. It's 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 sad he turned out to be such a fucking whack job. But typecasting, you know. All right, Jeffrey. So you're not you're not feeling the uh, Mel Gibson love here. Uh, I mean, he's he's a damn fine actor, but um, I still don't think he's uh, is he kind of old and not like I said, not. Well, physically that's the thing. Cable enough. Cable is actually going to be in his fifties, uh, I would say, if you're going to stay true to the character. How old is Mel? Uh, in sixties. Ah. So he he's a little bit past past the prime, but that's how uh, uh, people are gonna. Pe- pe- I just people are gonna hate me for this, but I just thought of somebody. Oh, oh Arnold what? Schwarzenegger. 
Uh, Arnold is Campbell, Jeff. No. Bad Jeff. <laughs> he's old and he's physically oh imposing. Oh, my God. <sighs> uh, no, 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 I, right. I, I refuse. All right, uh, keep going, keep another, going. Another name I'm seeing here is Woody Harrelson. Hmm. No. No, no, I don't feel no. that one at all. All right. No. Uh, the, this is a name. This guy, this guy is actually actively campaigning to be cable. That's Stephen Lang. You, you might know him from uh, Avatar and Terra Nova. Oh, the, the, oh, the commander. Yeah, maybe. Uh, seems... Apparently, like he took pictures of himself, sort of decked out. He's ripped. He, he's about the right age. The hair looks similar, and like I can kind of see it. In he always plays kind of a grizzled warrior type, right, so, right, yeah. right. And uh, I kind of like that. I, I actually like the idea. I, I like the the idea that he's campaigning for the role because that's basically what you know Ryan Reynolds has. has done with the uh, Deadpool movie is he put his heart and soul into that thing and is paying the dividends for it now. And if Stephen Lang is, is that passionate about the, the character of Cable, I mean, like, maybe that's a guy we want to see. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he'd be a good choice anymore. Um, yeah, this is Rob Liefeld's first choice, and that's John Hamm. All right. From, from you know, Mad tra- Men. <sighs> Mad Men. Which one is he? The main character, Don Draper. Was he also the one that played uh, um, Doctor Doom? Uh, no, Are you talking about the the, the original ones. Uh, that, that's that douchebag guy from Nip Tuck. I forgot that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, shit. no, John John Ham. Th- oh shit, I want to say is is he in Band of Brothers? Um, he's also in that Million Dollar Arm movie. Mm-hmm. I've never watched that. Okay, apparently you don't know who John Hamm is. I'm trying to we, blank. I'm sorry. We we just <laughs> lost half of our li- listeners because you don't know that. You're like, fuck <laughs> this guy. We you, you should love Mad Men. <laughs> I, I I actually have watched most of Mad Men, and I still don't understand what the fascination is. It's like, oh yeah, let's watch a show by a bunch of uh, assholes, you know, screwing people over business. It's a bunch of assholes, big assholes. I don't yeah. want to watch this. I watch um, the news. I see enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there, there are certain aspects of the show that I like. It's just not enough. The not redhead enough. with gigantic boobs. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> she was speaking of another fly, uh, Firefly reference. She was in Firefly. Well, yeah. Um, I, I also like January Jones. And I actually thought she did a good job. Like in X-Men first class, I'm like, oh, she's a shitty actress. Then I watch Mad Men. I'm like, uh, she's actually pretty good. Who is I, she I, in I, X-Men? Emma Frost, White Queen. Oh, yeah, she's pretty hot. And and first class. Yeah. Um yeah, but she she did not do a good Emma Frost at all. Anyway. Cause I think she's trying to be like scary and tough, which is like Yeah, seems, that's by the by not, the way she pulled it off seems against her nature. Yeah, it's not very Emma Frosty. And I'm I'm a big Emma Frost fan, have been since way back and not not feeling that one at all. <laughs> um okay. Uh this one is Okay, so Stephen Lang is act- is actively campaigning for it. John Hamm is Rob Liefeld's first choice, but I think my first choice is. Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? No. Wait. Wait. Yes. Now I am. Okay. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah. Um. Oh. Ned Stark. Yeah. you Uncle fucker. No. Whenever, whenever I hear the blab bean, I have to go. 
Sean Bean, Michael Bean. The, the, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> not Michael Bean, for the love of Christ. <laughs> do not give us Michael Bean. Sean Bean would be an awesome... Yes, that would be an awesome... Uh, like he, awesome. I, I don't know. He seems like Cable to me. Like, he could do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, Sean Bean can do most things. I mean, I, I love his acting. Uh, he's great uh, in pretty much everything he does. And I think what Cable needs, besides just being the ultimate warrior badass guy, he's got to have the melancholy. Like, Cable always came across as sort of secretly like sad he's been harboring uh you know for decades the sadness of having lost of whatever life that he had and whatever else was going on you know love loves lost and things like that um that that that's my number one choice and i don't I, like i said i don't know how familiar you are with his mythology but uh deadpool deadpool 2 has cable i think we would also by necessity uh, get the first glimpse of the character named Domino. Domino. That sounds oh, familiar. That's, that's the other thing that they said in, in the Deadpool uh, af- Ferris Bueller scene. Is it? It, it might be Kieran Knightley. Oh, is it that that character, the Domino? That movie uh, no, no, no. Okay. But I, I just thought it was funny that she, Ryan Reynolds said that they might get somebody to play Cable. It could be so and so. It could be Kieran Knightley. I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> It's Karen Knightley. Uh, no, I don't actually think Karen Knightley is going to uh, accept a role as Cable. Uh, and she was in a movie called Domino, which I think yes, is what was. you're referring to. Uh, I, I don't see her playing any. I, I just don't see her in Marvel anything ever. Well, I'm happy. You know, if it was Bean, I'd be happy. If it was Lang, I think I'd also be happy. So. Yeah, I think I think those are my top two. It'd be Sean Bean number one and Stephen Lang number two. And need to, on, I, need to get on the horn and call call him up and yeah, say, "Hey, let's, Sean let's Bean. call these. Let's call the uh, this Tim Miller, the director and the casting agent, said like, you fucking hire Sean Bean, or else I'll be really angry with you. And let me I tell might you, call you like six names. Let me tell you about a little unknown actor named Sean." Bean. Yeah. Yes, not to be confused with Michael Bean, because that guy's a fucker. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know how bad uh, I am with fucking names. I know, I know. For those listening who don't want to IMDB Michael Bean, he's the uh, original uh, Re- uh, Kyle Reese in Terminator. And he was and, also in Aliens. Yeah, also in Aliens and some shit. Played Hudson, Hudson or Hicks. Hicks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All <laughs> right, so uh, I think if they get the right guy for Cable and even the right woman for Domino, the right actress for Domino, uh, I think that and they were already talking about Fox is already putting out the idea of making a new Mutants movie, which I don't know if that's going to be Cable or pre-Cable, but also the idea of X-Force. And if you, I, I realize X-Force has undergone many incarnations over the past couple decades, but what it is and has been for the last decade or so is that X-Force is essentially the uh, X-Men's special ops uh, group. Like, they, they get their hands dirty. They're not afraid to kill. To kill. Um, <gasps> they clandestine, uh, you know, basically that nobody in the X mansion can know what they're doing because it's, it, they get their hands dirty. They don't play well with others. They do not play well. And, and of course, Cable's the leader of that because he's the special ops guy. What did you think? Um, as a martial artist, I have to say the, um, the fighting was pretty good. I mean, 
the the fight scene is pretty good. It, it, course, it was it was it was well choreographed. I'll say that. And of course, you know Gina Carano, being an ex MMA fighter, brought some some good fighting skills to the to the mix. And um, it's you like you know what I thought. How they filmed her was peculiar. Did you not get those vibes? What do you mean? I I, I saw very few full body shots of her, and so it, it was actually kind of hard for me to keep tight keep tabs of how she was kicking Colossus's ass. I'm like, oh, there's a hand up in his nuts. Uh, where's the rest? It, like, I, I, it was, I thought that was actually kind of strange how they, they didn't do a lot of full body shots of Gina. Gina um, well, being a martial artist, I can kind of tell what's going on from a part portion of the body. So okay. <laughs> that helps. Um, but yeah, if, but her best fight scene has to be from uh, haywire. Oh yeah. I got bored with that movie. Turned it off. <laughs> You did see the the fight scene towards so, the beginning sorry. of the movie. I did see the yeah, I did see that. Uh, was um, that with Michael Fassbender? I don't, I don't know. Was it? Uh, maybe, but yeah. Um, I don't. But Matt, I th- wasn't Matt Damon in that movie? Uh, <sighs> some, somebody, like, so, somebody <laughs> famous you wouldn't expect in that movie. Uh, I think Obi Wan. I think Obi Wan was in the movie. You McGregor. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but anyways, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the fight scenes. Um, you know, some of the, you know, was a little fanciful. They could have. Uh, done it a little more realistic in some portions but, uh, but hey yeah they're superheroes it, it was so. it was meant to be over the top so yeah it's i'm all right with it i'm all right with it all right <laughs> anyway is there anything else we want to say to uh bring home the deadpool movie since we've talked so much about it um i'm ready for number two when is does it that mean you're, you're ready you're ready for number two does that mean you're ready for a big pile of shit <laughs> oh uh before we go any further, I loved the blind lady. Oh my god, yes, she like she made that movie. I can't say she made that movie. Their Ryan interactions really with job. each other were, were, were awesome, spot on, great comic timing. She yeah, she did a really damn good job. And, and the way uh, they I, fucked I very, with each other, the way they fucked and, with each other, but still obviously cared about yeah, each other. Yeah, I yeah, that. it was awesome. And and Weasel, the guy from Silicon Valley, and who, of course who apparently does all the Mucinex commercials now. Uh, <laughs> I love his character on Silicon Valley. I don't know if you've watched it. Uh-uh. If you haven't watched Silicon Valley, you have ripped yourself off because I show is fucking hilarious and not hilarious not hilarious in the same way that deadpool is funny because that's just like gross jokes and you know teenage boy jokes (laughs) silicon valley is just like oh 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 my god that's fucking hilarious and it's it's much more titillating to the mind i guess uh season one they do this thing oh my god I, i still laugh about what happens at in the season finale of season one with that show but anyway i digress all right uh your steaming pile of deadpool number two um yeah coming right up uh they they apparently have turned down i don't know if you read this the uh director and the writers have turned down all the money fox wants to throw at them for making the sequel they're like no we made number one low budget we're making number two the same way so i thought that was actually pretty cool that was pretty good for low budget man It, it was it was I mean, the CGI looked pretty good. Colossus probably could have used a little bit of, a little bit of work, yeah, but yeah. I, I but still the, like they had the striated metal and all that stuff. But that's why they joked about it in the beginning. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. They, you know, I can't remember exactly what they said, but something like obligatory, you know, uh, C 
CGI character. Right, right. <laughs> so they're acknowledging. Funny. They're acknowledging. All that. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move this truck along okay. to the next stop, Jeffrey. And now it's time for Darwin Weeps, stories about dumb people that would make Darwin weep for the future of our species. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so Uh, Jeff. I'm, yes. I'm, I might be just having one of those days, but the majority of human beings, I think, are are going to make Darwin cry, cry these days. Well, George Carlin, once again, think of how average the stupid the think how stupid the average person is, and realize that half of them are stupider than that. Yep, that's accurate. <laughs> that's accurate. It explains this, a lot too. Yeah. All this right. Um, continuing on. One, this first story is one that you sent me, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I, I call I, it. I only sent this to you because of how many times I've flown in and out of that airport. I'm like, oh, shit, I recognize that place. Well, I labeled the story Traveling Light. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. A man was arrested after walking around Nashville in a national airport naked on Sunday evening. (laughs) A police warrant states Eric Cherry was arrested for indecent exposure when an officer spotted him inside a terminal in front of the American Airlines desk. Cherry tried to buy an airline ticket before officers escorted him to his car to get his clothes. I'm I'm afraid of where he was keeping his wallet. Um, <laughs> he might maybe he just had his debit card in his butt crack. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he thought he could swipe the magnetic strip there. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. Um, <laughs> would that be crass or charge? Oh. It'll definitely be charged. It'll definitely be charged with something. Uh, uh, <laughs> Facebook user Todd Todd Brilliant, I'm sure that's a made up name, shared photos. No, uh, <laughs> no, goddammit, that that's on his birth certificate. <laughs> shared photos of the man on Facebook with the caption, So this just happened at Nashville Airport. I walked up to him and said, You're amazing. He replied, Thanks. Then they came in, then they came for <laughs> then him. Then they came for him. Hey, and, and just just so listeners are clear, what? what what if he just he he time traveled from the future inhabited by Terminators? Like what if that was? Just, <laughs> it's like, well, my clothes would have caught on fire if I'd had him on. I had to go naked. He just needed to save John Connor. Okay, <laughs> shit, people. I was, like I said, then they came for him, and just so listeners are clear, then the police C A M E for him. Oh my god. You know, the whole naked thing. Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, he's definitely not going to save. Uh, looking at the picture, there were several pictures of his naked ass, and he is not coming to save anybody at all. He, he, not, not an impressive specimen, let's put it that way. Uh, no, Ch- no. Cherry, Cherry appeared in court on Monday. He w- His case was reset until Wednesday. Cherry it was previously charged with pu- public indecency in 2009, so it's not his first Why, time. he's waited a whole seven years for part two? <laughs> what does he, he just think he is, caught, Zoolander? He just didn't get caught the other times. Probably. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, oh man! You are so dumb. You are really dumb for real. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so. And our next story: This German mayor is a glutton for punishment. Mayor, oh. <laughs> mayor Thomas Koppel posted a picture of the German constitution to back up points he was making in a debate about the alternative for Germany party, AFD, which is an anti-Euro and anti-immigration. So, uh, mayor Tom is a European version of a right wing Deutschland douche nozzle. Do you just call major Tom? 
Uh, mayor. <laughs> oh, 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 my I, mistake. Sorry. I, when I was writing this, I was considering playing Major Tom in the background. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, uh, I, I'm guessing he's all family values and moral superiority, which makes what happened particularly delightful. No, they're not uh, like that in Germany. Come on now. They're getting, they're getting back to, you know, Deutschland, no, Deutschland. No, no. They, they, this is the country that brought, brought us Shiza video. <laughs> which we've already talked enough about lately, so I'm not going to go into it. But fuck, this is Germany, guys. Well, there, you know, the, there is resurgence of you know Nazi type parties all yeah, over. Yeah, that's Europe. been around for a long time, though. Really, I know, but still scary. Um, Mayor Tom posted a picture of the German Constitution to back a point he was making in a debate, but the screenshot also revealed other tabs for pages entitled punishment porn videos BDSM Um, porn videos and German slut punished yeah I have to be honest like when you sent me that with the pictures I actually tried to click on one of those tabs I'm like oh shit that's not my porn (laughs) you go check it out well it was a German slut punish like I'm like I'm really curious like (laughs) how was that different than like French slut punished I I don't what do they do like shove a schnitzel up their ass (laughs) It's just like the French one, but she's speaking German. I hope there's no shitting involved. That's all which, I gotta which, say. Well, yeah, because it's Germans, you know, it's probably probably just automatically kinkier than you know punishing a French chick. So, uh, 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 okay. <laughs> uh, people commenting on the story were quick to point out the BDSM pornography pages, which also included one saying, "Hamsters gratis porn." <laughs> Hamsters gratis porn. Okay. <laughs> Um, one reader on the newspaper website wrote, Don't miss group guinea pig sex. Too loud, says neighbors. Oh <laughs> uh, Tom, mayor of uh, Quickborn near Hamburg, initially claimed that someone else had taken the screenshot and deleted it, but eventually admitted that... Oh, yeah, come on, dude! Yeah, it was Just me. own it! Just own <laughs> it! Okay? Mayor Tom claims he first heard about it when overhearing a conversation on a ski lift in the South... Tyrol, uh, where he's Tyrol. Tyrol? I don't know. Where he's currently on holiday and was simply, he was simply researching it. Just research. Uh, Um, uh, I have, I I, I didn't have any respect for him to begin with, but if I were even thinking about it, that that just made me lose any hope of having any for him. I mean, what's wrong with just saying, hey, you know what? I like seeing women get schnitzel shoved up their ass, okay? <laughs> Big deal. If they're saying okay and I'm okay, I'm gonna shove that schnitzel up that girl's ass. I, I must admit, I am, I am curious to see what those sites are about, how weird they are. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what, what differentiates German slut porn from French slut punishment. Like- Sorry. That, that one about the guinea pigs is like watch it through the cracks of my hands just like uh. Uh, okay that one I don't want to be part of <laughs> uh, under any circumstances but I guess the German one also frightens me a little bit too <laughs> um, he said I was so out of date about that kind of stuff which annoys me <laughs> they were mentioning what? site X hamster and when I got to my room I wanted to get it closer uh, I wanted to get clued up <laughs> his claims he claims his internet okay. connection he claims his, this is sad. This is kind of sad. He claims uh, his internet connection was too slow to watch any of the videos, and he ended up reading a Wikipedia page on Fifty Shades of Grey. 
the racy L. James novel to find out about BDSM. You know what? I love how you just called her L. James. Like, she's Hispanic, and she's <laughs> L. James. <laughs> I just, yes, I just did, didn't I? E.L. <laughs> e. L. James. <laughs> no, no. We're going with L. James. El Jaime. <laughs> oh, my God. El, El Diego. <laughs> but he claims the fetish is not for him, adding, I'm sure people who like it can have a lot of fun with BDSM. I find it rather disturbing and have a problem with violence in general. Oh, uh, my God. Now you've, you've heard about my telepathic microphone from Sobcast, right? Uh, no. No, I don't I, think well, so. I, this new technology, telepathic microphone. So I have what, what he was actually thinking when he said that last statement. I find it rather disturbing, and the more disturbing, the better. I need a liter of Vaseline a week to protect my morals from chafing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> All right. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Uh, now, moving on. Now it's time for the trailer park. In a world. 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 In a land. In an age. In the future. In every age. In the future. Uh, it has been a while since we, we've done a trailer park, Jeffrey. Yes, it has. But uh, uh, since I was feeling slightly lazy, I decided to throw one in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> but, but then no, again, we, I also we... wanted to talk about these. Okay, okay. Um, so first up we have is Daredevil Season 2. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we get our, of course the, the tra- the teaser trailer is not very revealing. Did you watch the trailer that I posted on the notes? Uh, apparently not. I just watched the te- teaser trailer then. Is that the one where they showed like a bunch of stuff from the first season and like a tiny yeah. bit? Yeah. Oh no, this one has quite a bit. It's almost what? all. Yeah. It's almost all the interactions. Yes. They even show Electra. Oh, well, that's interesting. And they, I guess they show Punisher. Yeah, Frank Castle. It's, and, and okay. A lot of it's about him and, and how, you know, he, like one of the main things he says is like, you hit them and they get back up. I hit them and they stay down. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you need to watch it. I, watch I, it. I will. As basically, uh, as soon as I hang up, I, I will uh, go watch it here. Uh, however, I will say that I'm, I'm super stoked about this because when we picked our best of 2015, both of us had Daredevil either at or toward the top of our list. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's the Punisher, man. Yeah, and I, I'm excited to see if they can get the character right. Well, like Which we said, they, we talked about the Punisher in the episode before, and um, they said that he captured, uh, what's, what's that guy's name from Walking Dead? John Bernthal. Yeah, he's playing, you know, Frank Castle, the Punisher, and uh, they said he his his performance is outstanding. Yeah, so. that, that the CEO of Netflix apparently said that that they're like, all right, this guy's awesome, he nailed it. Uh, and, but apparently uh, they they backtracked a little bit about whether or not the uh, Punisher spinoff series has been authorized, or you know, if that was just a rumor or whatever. So he might but just be from, part of Daredevil. Well, well, that the the Defenders miniseries are supposed to be na- making for Netflix as well, but I think uh, they're just sort of being, you know, 
trepidatious about it and i think that once people see the character then i i you know they see that they get it right i think netflix these shows are gonna be the perfect forum for seeing this character because god knows they didn't get it right in the movies well the uh the trailer once you watch it it's it looks dark as hell i mean it's uh lots of blood and broken glass and and bullet holes and (laughs) all right all right that's cool (laughs) It just looks really dark. So, and that's cool because, like, like I said, like uh, Daredevil was never one of my favorite characters, but the show has been great. Uh, Punisher, I've always liked and have read from time to time, but never got completely into. Uh, all I know is that they never the got concept. right in the movies. Yeah, the concept is um, good. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out because you know you're, you're looking at two sides of the same coin, uh, and. I guess we sort of talked about this last time with the whole Batman versus Superman movie and uh, Superman snapping the neck at the end of Man of Steel. It was well, like, uh, snap a neck? This motherfucker is going to, like, rip necks out, man. He don't care. Well, like I said, you know, like, like I'm thinking, it's like, imagine Batman if he was poor and didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that, that's it. That's I, it. I don't, I don't want to kill people. And it's like, I'll do it for you. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have much more respect for that, I guess. It would and be more course, realistic of, of a vigilante. Of it's, course, it's, you know, he might vote Republican and like Antonin Scalia because he don't really <laughs> give a shit if they're innocent or not, but, you know, whatever. Fiction, <laughs> but, uh, all right. Yeah, it's fiction. fiction. There's a difference between fiction, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, his character, um, I'm excited to see it, but it looks it looks really dark. <laughs> Which my wife thought the first season of Daredevil was really dark. So it was really dark. I don't know how she's going to take the second season. Not much of that that season took place uh, in the light of day. And I don't imagine, I imagine even less of it taking place in the light of day this time around. But that's cool, man. Not only was Uh, it filmed dark, but the, you know, the the scripts and the stories were also very dark. Oh, definitely. Like my wife had nightmares about the uh, the car door beheading scene. And oh, she, she yeah. would hear that. She would hear that noise, thump, 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 in her sleep. <laughs> it bothered her for about a week. You know what? Now, now she might just have nightmares about German porn punishment. <laughs> she might have nightmares about that Japanese story from the last episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's what are like, you talking about? She's like, this is horrible. It's like, but it's funny though, right? She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Okay, okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and transition to the next trailer on the trailer park, and that's for Game of Thrones season six. Now you did uh, the, see this one, right? Oh, several times. Because. <laughs> Game Game of Thrones these days is my bread and butter. Like I, that's my thing. And um, it, I, at first, I was very nervous when I watched this because I thought, like, oh, it's the uh, Temple of the Undying. This is where Arya, you know, in the last season where she goes and she has her moment and gets blinded the, or whatever. Yeah, the Hall of and, Faces and the girl's face that she wore was the one that she ended up killing by giving the. The, you know, the the I guess poison water or whatever from the well, and she wore her face to go kill um, the you know, the dude at the brothel, and which was she comes awesome. back. Yeah, right. <laughs> and 
when I was watching this trailer and I saw Jon Snow, my God, what fuck? They're, they're trying to lie to us again and tell, the, tell us he's really dead. But then the very next scene is uh, the, the the face in the middle is fucking Tyrion. And then yeah. the face the the face to the left was Sansa. The face to the right, I think, was Daenerys. I'm like, wait a second. Not all those people are going to die. Well, and I've so heard it, people trying to make a big deal about about the that that trailer. You know how you know everything has to mean something. And it's like no, I, I, I don't just think, think so. it means what it always means in Game of Thrones. See all these people, anyone, anyone, anyone no matter how much them. you like them, anyone can die. Right. I'm 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 uh, George R. R. Martin, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and so like once I saw Tyrion, I'm like, ah, oh, never mind, because like George Martin basically said that he likes Tyrion the best. I think Tyrion very very well might die before the end of the story, but oh, yeah. he's he's not going to die till the the climax of the last book. I mean, just well, too, too up, important of a, a character, too great. Hopefully uh, ends up ruling hilarious. Westeros. Hopefully ends up ruling Re- Re- Westeros with uh, with uh, Daenerys. Yeah, you, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. I think that would, okay. I, I, I think that would be you know an interesting, interesting thing to happen. Um, it would be, it would be, but I I just don't think that's the way it's going to shake out. But that's a that is a kinky tauntaun for another day. <laughs> Have you heard the rumors about um you know people thinking that uh, Jon Snow is going to be leading the the White Walkers? Bull, bullshit. Nope. <laughs> I, I have read those stories, but I it's it's not one of those theories that I put much stock into. Well, for a variety in, in the of end reasons. of in the end of the last book, when when John gets shanked, uh, he is wait 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 what? John in, got shanked in the last book. <laughs> he he's right, in good. ghost at the, at the very end of that, right? Well, it, he, the last word he says is ghost oh okay okay it doesn't say that he is and so there there might be an inference that he transfers his consciousness to ghost because all uh, the stark children seem to be wargs wargs right i mean they don't show that in the sh- in the show that much but no the books, they, they they've really shied away from that in the books it's pretty clear they're all having dreams about being being wolf that's very realistic uh, apparently the- part of the beef is that it ta- it's it's very expensive to do a CGI direwolf. I'm like, this wait a wait a minute. This is like the best selling show on HBO or what like the only reason why I actually subscribe to HBO is for Game of Thrones. And you tell me you can't give me a goddamn CGI wolf? Well they Fuck could you guys. It, they could film it like it's done in the dream sequences from a first person perspective. It would be less expensive. That that that's true too. That's true too. But yeah, they really haven't <laughs> Ever since what? See, I think the last little bit of that we got was Brand in season four or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, his character wasn't in season five at all, was he? No, 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 no. It's that sat that out. I think we're we're supposed to th- the I think uh, Weiss and the other guy <laughs> I can't remember his, na- his name. Uh, DB Weiss and the other guy whom, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, they said that he was basically on Dagobah learning the ways of the force during season five. <laughs> the, those that's their words, not mine. So how do you think uh, people are going to react to the, the inclusion of even more magic in the story? Cause a lot of people uh, aren't quite into that who like Game they, of Thrones. They have like, that's been the setup. I mean, since season one where we had nothing, we had, zero magic i mean really did did we have anything in season one um was uh renly killed in season two 
I want to say yeah. All right, so yeah, nothing. Because you don't get Ned. You got Ned dying in what episode eight or nine of season one. So think, yeah, Renly wouldn't Renly wouldn't get killed till season two. But the the, the crotch monster, I think, was the re, was the first real. Yeah, that that was the first real magic, magic. we saw. Except, well, except for Daenerys in the fire too. When yeah, that's Daenerys that's what fire? I'm actually getting to. Is like the first real hint that you 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 this is taking place on something more than just like a medieval Europe is uh, Daenerys hatching her eggs, and you think like, oh yeah, fire hatches eggs, but you're like, oh wait, Daenerys didn't burn the fire that's, that's kind of so like an, an magic. internal magic that's kind of like right. the internal magic subtle magic as where the the crunch monster was external and very overt and magic yeah and i, I guess really the first glimpse you see of, of you know speaking of Daenerys and, and magic and I, this actually might play in to how the final book is going to play out but the, the like the first time she touched those eggs uh that were over the fire and didn't get burned like and her, uh, you know, handmaidens were like, "What the hell?" And then she, well, the, the handmaidens' hands got burned. The very first inkling that she didn't mind the heat was remember it's like, "Oh yeah," was the very was the very first episode where she's getting, you know, after she's naked and she's getting in the 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 tub, and everyone's like, "No, it's too hot," you know, and she gets in anyways. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, so Daenerys has been the uh, the hint at magic the entire time like i said it was very have, very subtle and internal yeah and like you said we're, we're transitioning we've gotten a little bit more a little bit more as the seasons have gone along and of course with season six we're getting the you know brand as a green seer being able to see like past present and future uh, of course we have the melisandre doing her stuff um one at we the have, end of season four, the peop, the you know being chased by the White Walkers, you know, yeah, the, pe- course, the people yeah. protecting Bran, oh, yes. throwing throwing those balls of energy, killing yeah. the, the White Walkers, the, the children of the forest, right, 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 yeah. uh, all that. And of course, pretty, the pretty White Walkers are magical, but people are so used to zombie movies, I guess that they it doesn't register as much. <laughs> um, no, until you realize that that shots to the head don't kill don't kill the whites. It's no. the uh, you either have to burn them or dismember them, and that's dismember them into it. uselessness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because even the hand—I don't know if you've read the yeah, you've read the yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because you have the the hand. Well, I guess it does do it a little bit in uh, season one of the show, but of course the hands like flying around and making making trouble and things like that. <laughs> so yeah, you got to chop them up into to pieces to do anything, yeah, or, or burn. So, which is essentially, you know, same kind of same idea at the heart of it. Um, anyway, and, and so anything else we want to say about it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but in the books, uh, the dragon glass doesn't necessarily work against the the, the uh, whites, the whites, but it works against the white walkers. Correct. Only fire and like complete dismemberment will work against the whites. So yes, I'm I'm very excited. When does it actually start again? Uh, I want to say April 24th for some reason. Oh, still so far away. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I I usually do a lot of stuff in the first couple weeks of April. For the last several years, it's coincided with that. But this do a rewatch. Year, do a rewatch. Um, yeah, April 24th is the day. It's the last Sunday of April. All right. Anyway. So, all right. On to the next sir. Okay, uh, and now it's time for our science, history, and technology segment we call Cool Shit. Cool. 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 Shit. Cool. Shit. 
Did you like how I added your voice to the cool shit <laughs> thing last time? <laughs> I, I did. That's pretty genius. Because nice you, you do it every time. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I just, just add it. <laughs> um, as quadcopters and other remote control flying devices become more popular and laws against them become more restrictive, law enforcement is left with the challenge of taking increasingly large numbers of law-breaking drones out of the sky. Some agencies opt for anti-drone drones. Uh, the military can actually just shoot them down, but the Dutch have a clever solution. Fucking trained eagles. Yeah, that's how, awesome. How did we not come up with this? I mean, eagles. America. Fuck hey, eagle, yeah. Go fuck shit up. Okay, <laughs> and then you're done. Uh, the Dutch National Police Force, along with a bird of prey training company called Guard from Above. I, mean, I want to be, I wanna be that guy. That's awesome. Have taught at least one eagle to recognize a drone and, when commanded, how to grab it out of the air. Uh, did you see the video of this? Yes. That Oh, man, it's awesome. Yeah, that, uh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> it might sound a little weird at first, but this tactic actually makes all kinds of sense. Eagles and other large birds of prey already go after drones in the wild anyways, so it's not outside their skill set. So I didn't know that eagles were taking drones out <laughs> in the wild. Uh, it's funny because like, I, I, read, I read that shortly before I read that, you know, they're filming Star Wars Episode Eight right now, uh, and Ryan Johnson and, you know, I guess uh, Disney have hired this special firm that because apparently a lot of the paparazzi journalists whatever are trying to spy on the production of episode eight because a lot of a lot of the filming is happening in an open air, uh, not just on the sound stages of leaves in or whatever. So they've hired this firm to basically it's like 168 guys and I don't know if that means 168 drones, but basically they're like playing video games all day, like knocking fucking <laughs> drones out of the sky with other drones, just like and the like, Tokyo police. I'm like, wait, wait, where's the eagles? Ryan Johnson needs <laughs> eagles. Not 106 guys playing video games. Well, uh, just what you're talking about, the people playing video games against each other like it's a, like it's a big MMO. Uh, the Tokyo police are, are doing that with nets on drones to capture um, Yakuza drones that are delivering illegal, illegal shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what what a different day we live in. <laughs> and you know, law enforcement can't just you know shoot drones out of the sky over civilian populations because you know, right. falling somebody hurts somebody. Debris, right, right. Yeah, but uh, that's why the eagles are such an elegant solution. It's not like raptors are in the habit of letting their prey drop, you know, from their, from yeah. their claws. Um, there are, of course, all kinds of added complications when it comes to working with live trained animals. And so the Dutch national police force is also working on net based solutions. But even if that winds up being more efficient, it will never be even half as cool. No, not even close. Maybe a <laughs> Dutch oven, but that'd be about it. <laughs> An Eagle that gives you a Dutch oven. <laughs> I want no part of that. I'm running. I don't that want sounds, to be trapped under a blanket with an Eagle. That sounds dangerous. You know, on, on several levers with the, you know, the claws and the cloaca. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Claws and cloaca. Yep, you got it. <laughs> and the next story, freaking laser beams. Well, thank you, Dr. Evil. <laughs> uh, a NASA 360 video exploring photonic propulsion, which could cut Mars travel time down to three days, has received more than 142,000 views on YouTube. Um, Philip uh -huh. Lubin of the University of California, Santa Barbara, states in the video that this amazing travel feat could achieve could be achieved with laser-propelled spacecraft that use large sails. So you've always heard about the solar yeah. sail stuff, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But according, you know, according to the scientists, instead of using the sun 
to propel the solar sails, which can take a, lo- a long time to get up to speed. Uh, yeah. These spaceships will be pushed along by earthbound lasers instead of energy from the sun. So Yeah, yeah. So big-ass lasers into the sky. Photonic <laughs> propulsion. Maybe we'll finally get spotted by some aliens. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll make the cut this time. The Vulcans will come visit us finally. Yeah, hopefully it's the Vulcans and not some some other kind of asshole race. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> not like Predators. We don't want those. <laughs> no. Uh, photonic propulsion is a theoretical system that would use particles of light to propel objects through space. The energy from particles could potentially transport a 220-pound robotic craft to Mars in three days. A larger manned spacecraft could reach Mars within a month, which um, is That's much phenomenal. better. That's much awesome. better their their target now for their their like best speed their their hopeful target for the technology they're using now is like eight months. Eh. <laughs> yeah, that's significantly faster. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. Aside here, uh, maybe for next time. But did you hear the thing about the uh, Apollo astronauts say they heard strange music while they were on the moon? Really? No. Yeah. I hadn't. They, yeah. Google that shit. That's like interesting. NASA, NASA released a recording of them talking about it on the Apollo. I think it's Apollo 11. Was it Black Star from the future? Ooh, yeah. Way to go, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. Next. And now, it's, and now they're not important. Not even close to normal, but definitely not boring. It's N3 News. Ooh. Those kids say the darndest things, don't they? So what will they say when given a school assignment to write to servicemen and women serving overseas during wartime? Did you read this? I did. Uh, okay, wait. Are oh, we gonna, we're going to read them on air. We can take turns here. Yes. All okay. Right. Dear soldier, my name is Donovan. You know what? I'm, I'm going to break off here, and I'm sorry if your kid's name is Donovan. Man, if you named your kid Donovan, he's gonna uh, he has to turn out to be a douchebag. Yes, the what? Turn out to be a douchebag. <laughs> like it's just such a douchebag. Don't you know name. a kid named Donovan? No. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Dear soldier, my name is Donovan, and I'm not a douchebag. All right, that person out there. I want to give you a happy Valentine's card because you'll probably ne- never get to see your family again. So I want to oh, let no. you know that I care. Sincerely, Donovan. Parentheses, not a douchebag. That's, I mean, it's so un- unintended, unintendedly horrible. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's like, oh my god. It's like, can you imagine getting that letter? And you'll probably never get to see. Nah, your family probably never again. get to see your family again. You're fucked. <laughs> um, the next one says, "I hope you survive." <laughs> um, yeah, okay. And there's a picture of something that looks awfully like a skeleton. Like a skull. A skull. <laughs> it looks like a fucking skull. And on the opposite page, where a, you know, below where it says, I hope you survive, it's the little swirly hypnotic symbol. And then there's like, an arrow that says, go to the back. But we don't actually have a picture of what's on the back. It makes I me know. wonder. What th- the fuck did this kid the, d- draw? I think that's the tunnel. I think that's going towards the light, Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was what it is. <laughs> That's right. what the title is. The, the next one, it, it's more of the uh, spelling errors that make this one hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for fitting in the whore. Man, <laughs> I had a nickel for every time I heard that. 
And of course, the teacher corrects it to uh, fighting, fighting in, in the, the war. war. Yeah, but not fighting in the how war. How do you know? How do you know? Maybe, maybe the soldier knows this kid's mom. Let, let me tell you about how lonely I got in Baghdad. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's daddy. Thank oh, you for oh, fitting in the war. Dang. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be alive. All right, uh, next one. Um, dear soldier, thanks for everything you do. I am so appreciated appreciative of your tremendous sacrifice if you're having a rough day remember that most important thing in life is to be yourself unless you can be batman always be batman (laughs) this one definitely looks like it was written by somebody older yes definitely uh and And somebody she she drew the symbol on the bottom and says okay i'm sorry that's a terrible batman symbol oh that's just too cute whatever you get to do the last one which was my favorite all right uh, at the top of this page it says usa exclamation point usa exclamation point dear soldier you are so brave exclamation point exclamation point my name is jack and i am eight years old my dad said you guys are fighting a bunch of goat fuckers. I don't know what that is, but I hope you get them. I love you, your pal, Jack. And it has a picture at the bottom with a stick figure with a machine gun and an arrow pointing at it that says U.S. And the guy getting shot, the stick man getting shot is goat fuckers. <laughs> and of course, an American flag. With an American America! <laughs> Oh, I thought that one was awesome. That's the one that's like, okay, I gotta do, we got to do this story. <laughs> yes, yes, quite worth it. And our last story. Hitler, it turns out, there was a reason for all that anger. Oh, my. It has long been suspected that Adolf's conquest of Europe was an attempt to compensate for a lack of potency <sighs> elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> but the notorious playground rhyme about his testicles appears to have only told half the story. Oh my! As a book claims, the leader of the Third Reich had a micro penis. Man, <laughs> what? Hitler, if? Suffered, <laughs> Hitler suffered from a condition called hyposp- hypospadias, which left him with an abnormally small manhood. Uh, according to a book by historians uh, John Mayo and Emma Craig titled Hitler's Last Day Minute by Minute. They how, also how does say, that come up with a title like that? It's like Hitler's Last Day. Oh, by the way, I lament the, the this world and the small penis I had. Like, wh- wh- how does that come up in that book? Well, because they because it's 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 interesting okay. and you know, gives another okay. gives another uh, post mortem fuck you to Hitler. So. And, and, you know that's what, what this is all about. But keep going. <laughs> uh, they say in the book that they have uncovered medical records which confirm the Fuhrer's embarrassing deformity. The condition is so severe that sufferers have to urinate from a hole at the base of their shaft what? instead of the tip. Yeah. They got a hole in the bottom. Uh, I've heard of this this uh, condition before. It's pretty freaky. They, uh, no offense, but it, you know. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this, this can't be true because they did a DNA test on some guy in France and it turns out that the guy in, in France was actually the illegitimate son of Hitler. Have you heard about this? Oh, you can still get it done. It's just... Uh, how are you going to get that done? You got to be balls deep. <laughs> that, that, that's not going to work. <laughs> Biology was designed... Like, evolution designed that for a reason. You can't just stick your scrotum in a, a woman's vagina and hope her to get pregnant. It will not it's, happen. It's, it's right at the base, so it is, it's It's in there. And can you, can you imagine the, the woman that he did that to? This... <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, when I say just the tip, 
what I really mean is j- just the sack, okay? That that's it. <laughs> all I, he has, I, I don't all know he had about was this, the tip. man. Like I, all I think he had was the tip. I think it's hilarious to think that this is true. I just don't think it is. Well, it comes just two months after German historian said he found proof that Hitler really did have one testicle, as per the famous 1939 playground ditty, which I had never heard until of this story. Okay, well, uh, apparently he had the one to get it done. Yeah. Uh, in his uh, biography of Hitler, the British historian Ian Kershaw said the Austrian-born Nazi leader was repelled by sexual activity of any kind as he feared catching an infection. But he also apparently... However, the evidence is that he had romantic encounters with a series of women in his lifetime, so they must have been like virgin, clean women or something. Um, Hitler's personal doctor, Theodore Morrill, uh, is also said to have diagnosed the Fuhrer with hydrospadias and had prescribed him with hormones and amphetamines in an attempt to improve his sex drive. <laughs> and so what we got was Hitler on meth and killing. It's because Hitler was on meth that he killed all those people. Well, meth and you know, uh, hormones, so yeah. uh, uroid raging Ro- and amphetamine raging. Yeah. That's a bad fucking combo. Uh, you can't, that can't work very well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's it. Okay. Oh, wow, that really is it. Well, shit, that Jeff. Really is it. it it's, it's been a, a, a strange trip this time around. <laughs> Seems um, like it went quick, but it's been it, recording for like an hour and 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. But anyway, all right. Well, uh, this is Seth Rogen signing off. And this is Jonah Hill Jeff saying later. Goring has only got one ball. Hitler's are so very small. So very similar And Goebbels has no balls at all Hitler has only got one ball The others in the Albert Hall His mother, the dirty bugger Chopped it off when he was small She threw it over West Germany, it landed in the deep blue sea. The fishes got out their dishes and had scallops and bollocks for tea. Hitler had only one brass ball, brass ball. had two, but they were small. Hitler had something similar. And poor old Cobos had no balls at all Hitler has only got one ball The other is on the kitchen wall His mother, the dirty bugger
care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. This is Boochacha. This is. And this is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say this is the Kinky Ton Ton, and uh, th- th- there's Jeff. Hi, I'm Jeff. Uh, man, that that, that we I'll be the one up. fucking up this intro today. The, uh, <laughs> do Do you want to redo it? Sure. Right, and right. in three, two, one. 